JC Hurtado Prater. Welcome to JC Talks, a podcast about life and leadership. I'm an organizational consultant and professor of business and leadership. My entire purpose is to help you, your team, and your organization be more impactful, more effective, and more profitable. When the leader gets it right, everybody wins. This podcast is my opportunity to share with you great interviews, great books, great articles, and the important lessons I am learning on the journey. My only hope is that the next few moments add value to your life and to your leadership. Stay tuned. Last week, we talked a great deal about this idea of character, and so we're kind of in a series, I guess you might might call it about character. We're reading from the book, The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Highly recommend that everybody gets this book. I was having a conversation this past week with someone that I considered, um, we, we just began a friendship, but this is someone who I think is going to be a long-term friendship and partner in life. Um, and hopefully she'll join me on the podcast at some point. Uh, and maybe the two of us will even start our own podcast. Uh, I think that's how much we probably have to offer to the world. Um, but we were talking about this idea of personal development, wellness, mental health, all this. And and I was kind of sharing with her about the podcast that I do that, that really dives into these issues of character and personal development. And we both had this sense of agreeing that we have to talk about this because this is the most important aspect of leadership and business. If leaders and managers aren't people of strong character, if they're not people who um, value uh, traits like integrity and um, you know principles and values and living according to purpose and mission, and of course, making money, we want to make money. There's nothing wrong with that. But if leaders uh, don't value these other aspects of personal development. They're going to develop a, uh, I'd say, a negative, uh, maybe negative is not the right word, but they're going to develop a company or an organization uh, that really has a culture that is lacking. And so all of this is very important. So what we're going to talk about today, we're going to kind of continue in, in the next two episodes this look at character and what does it mean and what is it? How do you tell? And this episode I'm very excited about because it talks about how you um, practical ways where you can see a person's character. Okay. So I think we're going to look at seven or eight different ways today. Is it seven or is it eight? Okay. Seven different ways um, that if you watch these seven traits of a person, you will see and know their character. So let's dive in. The most significant, I'm reading now from the laws of human nature, the most significant indicator of people's character comes through their actions over time. So that's one of the things that we need to understand. And it goes on to say this, uh, despite what people say about the lessons they've learned, okay, and how they've changed over the years, you will inevitably notice the same actions and and decisions repeating in the course of their life. And these decisions, they reveal uh, their character. It goes on to say, uh, with this fixed, uh, let me read this, you must take notice of any salient forms of behavior or any salient forms of behavior disappearing when there's too much stress, not completing an important piece of work, 
turning suddenly belligerent when challenged or conversely suddenly rising to the occasion when given responsibility right so there's negative and aspects to this right there's the you know there's the negative aspects about watching someone and you see the patterns over time and we're going to talk about that in a little bit patterns over time but there's also you know there's also the positive aspects and i love when i've seen this in my lifetime where you give someone uh, a certain amount of responsibility and you think they're going to go one direction and they go in a completely different direction and it surprises you and it amazes you and they turn out to be really dynamic people and they do it over and over that's somebody with strong character um with this fixed in your mind you do some research into their past you look at their other actions um you look at other actions you have observed that fit into this pattern now in retrospect you pay close attention to what they do in the present you see their actions not as isolated incidents but as part of a compulsive pattern if you ignore the pattern it is at your own fault right so that's the thing that we have to understand is that um watching people they will always reveal their character you know uh, to us and if we're not careful we'll avoid seeing certain patterns because any person especially if you've known them for a year two years three years four years five years six years whatever it is you can go back and look at their life and see certain patterns and see um maybe certain times of the year they have certain behaviors or uh you see different actions from this you'll get an idea of this person's character so it's really important that we um that we watch people over time and this goes back to what we talked about last week as well uh that the only way to see true character is through patience okay it takes time it takes um being with somebody over time and, and that's why they say in any kind of relationship whether it's a romantic relationship or whether it's a work relationship business relationship business partnership whatever it is um move slowly in these right there's that great saying that says hire slow fire fast and what that saying means is before you bring someone onto your team you know give it time watch their character over a long period of time um and when it's time to let them go you got to let them go right away right you know that's 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 really important but character is born out it is shown over time uh then it goes on to say this you must always keep in mind the primary corollary of this law watch this people never do something just once okay people never do something just once they might try to excuse themselves to say that they lost their heads in the moment but you can be sure they will repeat whatever foolishness they did on another occasion so again patterns over time okay you you want to know somebody's character watch them over time conversely and this isn't a negative thing it's also positive there are people that do positive things over time and you can't take one behavior we talked about this last week we, you can't decide a person's character based on one behavior that's impossible okay um it's got to be patterns over time so that's number 1 actions over time um Okay so let's come down here to number 2 I'm on page 116 it says you can see eloquent signs of people's character and how they handle everyday affairs okay are they late in finishing simple assignments well they'll be late with larger projects do they become irritated by little conveniences if so uh they will tend to crumble uh crumble under larger ones if they are forgetful on small matters and inattentive to details they will be so on more important ones 
Look at how they treat employees in everyday settings and notice if there are discrepancies between the persona they represent and the and their attitude towards underlings. I've heard a lot of people say this, that before they hire someone outright, the very first thing they do is they take them to a restaurant because they want to see how do you treat the wait staff? How do you treat um the people who are seen in a service capacity may be seen in, in an underling kind of a job in that season. Right. And I do remember, I remember way back in the day, I, it was, it was always surprising how people would be um, because I waited tables. I waited tables for several years, as a matter of fact, and I got to be honest with you, I loved the job. And if I weren't doing what I'm doing now, teaching and consulting and training and all that other stuff, I would be in the restaurant business. To this day, there are some days I even think I want to go back to the restaurant business. It is such a dynamic industry. I love being in it. Um, but one of the things that you, that you get to see, you get to see people's character uh, come alive in the restaurant. Here's one thing that we noticed. And uh, I waited for a couple of years Back in Indiana, that's where I was from. And then out here in California, I waited for, I think, maybe another couple of years. Um, the one thing we noticed, and we saw it more probably back in Indiana because it's more of a conservative, traditional, uh, church-going culture, right? But here's what we noticed. Sunday afternoons were the worst times to wait tables because the rudest, uh, the rudest customers were always on Sunday afternoons. And you know where they just come from? They just come from church. So you'd have an entire, and I worked at Chili's. That was my, I still to this day, it's my favorite restaurant. And so you'd have this entire restaurant uh, of, of people and you'd have, it, it'd be packed because all these churches let out at the same time and all these people are trying to go eat. So you'd have some backed up foods and backed up, you know, and the impatience and the lack of tips, no waiter or waitress wanted to work on on Sunday afternoons. And what was the reason? Because we knew uh, that these people coming in from church were going to be the worst people to serve and they didn't tip uh, for anything. I mean, it was awful, right? Um, so this is, you know, those are signs of people's character. And what was sad for me is because I've grown up in the church. I'm still a part of the church world in a very big way. It's, 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 it's a big part of my life, that, that faith piece of my life. And it was really troubling for me because I looked at this and I said, how in the world um, are these Christians, the people who are supposed to be setting the standard, how are they the worst tippers and they have the worst attitudes? That's a sign into the character. And, and I would say for that moment, it, it was a sign into the character of a culture. All these people are part of a church community, a Christian community, and yet they treat their wait staff horribly on a consistent basis and they tip horribly on a consistent basis. That's how we got to see the character. But again, this is kind of the negative way to look at it. There's also so many positive ways. How do people handle their everyday affairs? Are they on time? Um, do they, uh, you know, uh, do they lack irritants? Do they lack defensiveness? All this other stuff. These can also be traits of a really positive character. So it's not just negative. Okay. So that's number two. Number three, it says down here, as, as Abraham Lincoln said, if you want to test a man's character, give him or her power, right? And we've seen this play out time and time again. One of the reasons why I have a job is uh, it, through management consulting is because sadly, a lot of people get power in an organization or a team and you see the real character come out and you see impatience and defensiveness and um, treating other people poorly and just so many different aspects that, that they didn't showcase 
when they were moving up the ranks, but then all of a sudden they become a manager, they, they become a leader within the organization, and you begin to see these traits start to come out. And that's honestly, that's a really sad thing. Um, but that's what, you know, there's that great saying, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely, uh, something along those lines, right? So if you're not careful and you're given leadership, you're given management, you're given power, uh, you're, regardless, your true character is going to come out. Now, this one's very interesting, uh, interesting to me, th- this next one. And here's what it says. It says, people's choice of a spouse or partner says a lot about them. So if you want to look into somebody's character, uh, look at their spouse. And that, that, that probably seems a little bit... Um, you know, that that probably seems a little bit uh, disagreeable or maybe it sounds offensive. Well, why are you going to judge my fa- why are you going to judge my spouse? But I remember back when I was in the army, I want to say two things about this. Back when I was in the military uh, in the army, I remember hearing officers talk about it and they would say uh, that many times there was a spouse involved that either um, that somehow impacted the promotion or demotion of a soldier. Right, whether they're an officer or enlisted, and I remember hearing about that, and it was because sometimes you'd have these these spouses, and it could be man or woman. It doesn't. I'm not saying it's a woman. Uh, I was in the infantry, so we typically had um, well in the infantry, at least at that time, it was all males. Right? I, I don't know what the rules are today, but it was all males at that time, and so typically the spouses that we would refer to were female, and there were some who got a little bit crazy, and it it, it affected the work of the sergeant or the first sergeant or the officer, the lieutenant, the captain, whatever. And I've heard of stories where people get all the way up to the colonel rank where they're getting ready to make general or on the enlisted side, if they're getting ready to make sergeant major and they're going through their files and paperwork and say, you know, this person's great, but they have a really, um, you know, they got a crappy spouse and the spouse is causing a lot of problems and a lot of drama, treats people horribly. So we're not going to go ahead and promote this person. So there's something to be said for that. Also in the movie Moneyball. Now, this probably could be offensive, but um, there's a great scene where there there's a bunch of scouts sitting around the table and they're trying to decide who they're going to recruit. And one of them says they, they make the comment. Now, again, there's going to be people who take offense to this, but one of them makes the comment and they say, um, what's the what's the guy's girlfriend like? And they say, well, what does that matter? Well, it matters because if if somebody's dating somebody who's ugly, that means they have a lack of confidence. Again, you can take that however you want, right? That's uh, But I thought it was interesting that in that world, and from what I understand, Moneyball tried to be as true to the baseball world as possible. In some room somewhere, there are people looking at that and saying, okay, this determines, this shows you an aspect of the person's character. If they don't have a lot of confidence, they're not going to date someone who is uh, maybe better looking than they are or whatever. Again, I'm not saying that's right or that's wrong, but that's a perspective out there. So um, I think there is something to this though. And I'm not talking about looks, right? Because I've I've met people before, maybe their spouse isn't quite attractive from the world's perspective or my perspective, but then you get to know them and they're brilliant and they're dynamic and they're absolutely amazing. And so there's something to be said for this, judging someone based on who they choose, right? That shows you their uh, their decision-making abilities, right? If they marry someone who's absolutely beautiful and drop down, knockout, gorgeous, but they're mentally un- unstable or unwell, they cause a lot of drama. That says something about their decision-making abilities. So we, so um, that's one way you can look at somebody's spouse. Number five is this: another realm to examine is how people behave in moments away from work. 
right? We all kind of have that face that we put on at work. We walk in and we we want everyone to think of us as being well put together and that we are, um, you know, we've got our whole life put together and we're great managers. It's the moments afterward. It's the happy hour with the coworkers, right? This is where you begin to see the mask, the persona kind of fall off and you can kind of see how people are. Number six, in general, people can be divided into introverts and, extrover- and extroverts. Extroverts are largely, uh, are largely governed by external criteria. And I would say the introverts are more sensitive and easily exhausted by too much outward activity, right? So, uh, and that might be a little bit a negative. I tend to run, uh, I'm more of an extrovert and introvert. I, I just like today. Today is a day where I have no interaction with anybody, no conversations. And to be honest with you, I really enjoy it uh, because I need days like this because the last seven days have been constant, constant with other people and communication and meetings and meetings. And the next seven days are going to be just probably seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 days, I think are going to be just like that. So this is one day uh, that I get to be by myself. And I actually, um, I like that. But I would say this, that extroverts are probably driven more externally. Introverts are driven more internally, right? So they go in to receive their power. Extroverts go out to receive their power. That's something you need to know uh, when judging a person's character. And that's not bad or good, right? There's there's really, um, I don't even want to say good traits or bad traits about either, because that's not the case. There are just there are extroverted tendencies and there are introverted tendencies, but that can tell you something about a person's character, who they are. Um, and number seven is this. Finally, it is critical that you measure the relative strength of people's character, right? So this is just talking about what is the strength of character. And it says, think of it in this way. Such strength comes from deep within the core of this person. And that's, that's if you want to know the core of a person, you've got to judge the strength of their character. It goes on to say this, the strength emanates, right? You know, this is a whole idea of resilience and adapt, you know, uh, um, adaptability. I think that's how you say it. Uh, how adaptable is somebody? How resilient are they? Right. These can be strengths, uh, uh, traits of a strong character. So here's what this paragraph says. The strength emanates from a feeling of personal security and self-worth. Th- this allows such people to take criticism, learn uh, and learn from their experiences. This means they do not give up so easily since they want to learn how to get better. They are rigorously persistent. People of strong character are open to new ideas and ways of doing things without compromising the basic principles they adhere to. In adversity, they can retain their presence of mind. They can handle chaos and the unpredictable without succumbing to anxiety. Now, here's the deal. I might disagree with that, and I would say this probably because it's it's been a thing for me. Um, well, I guess what this is saying is they can handle chaos and the unpredictable without succumbing to. So I guess it's not saying I thought it was saying that they don't get anxiety. What this is saying is that a person can get anxiety, but they don't succumb to it. Right. A lot of people get anxiety. And we've talked about this on the podcast. We'll probably talk about it again, you know, here in the next few weeks. But a lot of people uh, wrestle with anxiety. And unfortunately, what they do is they go straight to Netflix or they go to McDonald's or they go to unhealthy habits, whatever it may be, as opposed to facing the thing head on, whatever it is and doing the thing. Right. So we can't succumb to anxiety. They keep their word. They have patience. 
They can organize a lot of material and complete what they start. That is so important. When you start something, uh, you, you, you have to walk it all the way through to completion. Not continually insecure about their status. They can also subsume their personal interest to the good of the group. So it's not always about me. It's about what's best for the team, what's best for the organization. When somebody has that mindset, that's a, that's a trait of strong character. Knowing what works best for the team will, in the end, make their life easier and better. Okay. Uh, and then it comes down here, uh, and I probably could have added this. These are people, again, they're resilient, they're dependable, they're self reliant, they're not needy for other people's attention. And it also says here, uh, looking far into the future. These are people who look into the future, they see who they want to become, they see what they want to become, and they make all of their decisions based on that. Okay. Let's, uh, I want to read one more thing here. Uh, uh, just a couple more things. And then we'll wrap this up. It says, although in intimate relationships, there are certainly other factors that will guide our choices. Strength of character should be considered. This is, uh, uh, this was largely what led Franklin Roosevelt to choose Eleanor Roosevelt as his wife. As a handsome young man of wealth, he could have chosen many other more beautiful young women. And it's true that Eleanor Roosevelt was not known to be a physically beautiful person, right? With a Marilyn Monroe or those kind of people who were kind of the idols back in the day. She was not up there with them. However, she had an inner beauty that was absolutely amazing. Um, so he could have married whoever he wanted, but he admired Eleanor's openness to new experiences and her remarkable determination looking far into the future. That's really important. He could see the value of her character mattering more than anything else. That's deep. And it ended up being a very wise choice. Warren Buffett says that one of the most important decisions a man or woman will make in their lifetime is who their partner is. That's one of the most important decisions that they will make in time. Engaging in engaging strength or weakness, look at how people handle stressful moments and responsibility. And again, it goes back to this idea. Look at their patterns, what they actually have, what have they actually, you know, completed or accomplished. Okay. And, and then if you want to test a person's character, give them open-ended assignments with less direction than usual and modern uh, monitor how they organize their thoughts and their time. Challenge them with a difficult assignment or some novel way of doing something and see how they respond, see how they handle uh, their anxiety. And I love this sentence down here. It says this, people of real strength are as rare as gold, right? As rare as gold. So again, if you want to test you want to see a person's character, all these things, actions over time, how they handle everyday affairs, um, how they handle power, uh, their, their, their decision in their spouse or their partner, um, their moments, who they are away from work. Uh, are they introverted? Are they extroverted? And then obviously judging that strength of character, seeing who they are uh, deep down inside. And, and, and we looked at these traits of what it means to have a strong character, right? Uh, judge the patterns. That's how we see it. Patterns over time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of JC Talks. I'll see you in the next episode. Uh, take care. Have a great week. I'll see you soon. 
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to my podcast, JC Talks, a leadership podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcast and be the first to get new episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.